Happy Friday and welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I am your host, Jeff Garcia of News Sports San Antonio and Fox29SanAntonio.com. Well, um, you know, by now there are no more Spurs games, at least for the immediate future, as the NBA has suspended uh, all games moving forward until this coronavirus uh, pandemic gets resolved or some sort of solution, some sort of happy metal is found. Uh, the latest reports was that the NBA was looking at a 30-day um, suspension, but that has not been confirmed by the NBA as of this recording, which begs the question, what is what is still this impact on the NBA? What does this mean for the league? And it's not just the NBA. Other sports are being impacted by this, uh, this, this very scary situation that the world is dealing with. Also on the show, we've talked about how the impact of the NBA suspended uh, season is going to affect impact the san antonio spurs but what about the fans how are fans going to be impacted what should they be doing should they be griping right now or should they, they be breathing a sigh of relief to do that and more i'm joined by a friend of lockdown spurs and formerly with sports tonight in san antonio casey vera casey welcome back to lockdown spurs and i'm pretty sure you're going through like tubs and tubs of purell right now oh my goodness just kind of like anything else tons and tons of purell tons and points <laughs> of uh Tons and tons of uh, a different type of alcohol along with it. It's uh, <laughs> it's been uh, it's been an eventful, I guess, twenty four to forty eight hours, just kind of like everybody else in this uh, in this world that we live in. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you hear new terms of art like social distance, something like that. I mean, seriously, I mean, we've we've come that was, to that. That was designed. To, that was designed to keep people away from you, of course. Oh, oh yes, of course, yes, yes. Uh, good, <laughs> good, good news is though, um, I'm not um, Rudy Gobert right now. Imagine being him right now. I mean, all eyes are on him. Oh, uh, yeah. Good I, 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 you know, it's um, you know, I'm not going to offer much more to say that hasn't yeah. already said about that guy. You know, part of me feels sympathetic, knowing that he's essentially the league patient zero. Part of me uh, feels. Part of me doesn't feel sympathetic from the standpoint that he uh, reportedly was careless, whether he mm-hmm. was joking or not. Um, you know. But then there's also part of me who hears that and who isn't saying Corona tongue in cheek, tongue in cheek things like that, making beer jokes, yeah. whatever. You know, it really hit us. It's just. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. You know. I've it never, really- much like you, never experienced anything close to this. Yeah, um, some sort of stoppage of play. Really, just been lockouts. But I mean, '99 was probably the last time. No, no, no. There was one in the early 2000s, I believe, where the NBA had a lockout, but nothing to this magnitude. Were uh, no. suspended because of non-financial player league um, issues. Uh, much. Let's go ahead and dive into it. Let's talk about the overall effect. Um, of this uh, coronavirus and its impact on the NBA. We'll get to the San Antonio Spurs later on the show and focus more on the fans. But briefly, uh, much like you, Casey, you know, I'm pretty sure you were like me in the sense of how everything just happened so fast. It was just yesterday night or two nights ago, excuse me, it was, oh, the league will take its time to figure out what's going to do moving forward. And then that same night, boom, suspensions left and right because of Rudy Gobert. What were your initial thoughts when news broke? I think I was just, you know, in the the same kind of sentiment 
world that everybody else in basketball Twitter and NBA Twitter just kind of was thinking, okay, well, you know, games go first without anyone in the arena. And then maybe games as a whole don't be played. You miss them here or there. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, then, and then once it comes around 9, nine o'clock central, I guess 10 o'clock your time last night, mm-hmm. shortly, after Trump, shortly after Trump speaks, that the word comes out that, you know, this whole thing is a wrap for the time being. It's just, yeah. it's kind of like, it's that moment of just, it's surreal, you know? And obviously it's still early and we haven't had much time to marinate let it marinate uh, all of it mm-hmm. but you now you don't you don't know really how to react i feel like because it, it sucks as a as a basketball fan as a, a professional working in the sports field it sucks in that regard but then you know you really have to put things in perspective and and right. you know realize that that's that's secondary that's tertiary and all this stuff and you know uh this needs this stuff needs to be done um but there's one thing I kind of try to tell myself, remind myself with this, with all of this, is that uh, for what we know, all, all the stuff that's going on, it hasn't intensified to what its full potential. We're not at a Italy level, things like that. So right. all the stuff, all the decisions that are really being made with all this, they're not necessarily reactive. They're being mm-hmm. proactive to stop this right. stuff and stop this stuff to, you know, prevent us from getting to that Italy kind of level, thankfully. And uh, yeah, that, that that's kind of the perspective stuff you have to remember as, uh, you know, beyond a sports fan, a person. I know we use sports, you know, beyond basketball. We use right. that as a sense of reprieve, a brief takeaway uh, from reality of all the troubles in the world that's going on. And I think it's, you know, I, I think once you take that away, what's really hit everybody hard with this is that once you take that away, it's just kind of like, well, you know, especially yeah. sports fans, what's, what's, what now? You know, yeah. what now? Exactly. What do we have now? <laughs> yeah, and, and the rate that the sports world is going, it looks like we're going to be left with nothing. You know, MLB, you know, suspensions. Um, you have um, the XFL looks like it's um, imminent that they're going to announce that they suspended play. Um, another um, NBA property um, that's near and dear to me is the NBA 2K League. Uh, they, they already started canceling events uh, left and right in New York City uh, leading up to the start of uh, season three. So um, you're seeing quite the fallout uh, of the coronavirus and its impact on the sports world. And obviously this is an NBA slash Spurs uh, show. But, you know, so with the focus on that, you, you know, the G League, Austin Spurs, the, their their season is suspended, et cetera, et cetera. And, and you, you know, Casey, one thing I I did agree with um, the commissioner Silver was to stop it now before it spread. Because imagine if you know, they didn't really take any act, act, active steps. You know, maybe they didn't test Gobert that, that other night. What if they didn't test Donovan Mitchell, who found out to be positive with it? And they play a game that eventful night, and next thing you know, you're hearing Spurs are in, impacted. You're hearing, you know, Thunder players are impacted. You're hearing Magic players, et cetera, et cetera. So, what were your thoughts on Adam Silver's decision to just pretty, pretty much put the kibosh on the season for now? You had to do it. I mean, yeah. he had to do it. He had no other choice. And even before uh, Gobert was diagnosed with all of this, you know, you you, you figure that 
even if the NBA did not have that true patient zero, you figure that, you know what, they probably still have to do this anyway, mm-hmm. because it was inevitable. It was inevitable that it's going to happen just at the rate, whether it been, you know, one players, two players, uh, what we have, uh, you know, at, at the time of this recording, it, it, it could, next thing you know, Saturday afternoon, we might have 50 players and it was inevitable right. even before Gobert. And I, I think, uh, I, I think that it was heading this way because because you just you know it, it's just thinking about an arena empty with all those you know right. having all those empty seats. It's almost kind of like what what's the point? What's the mm-hmm. point? You know, Cause they're not going to be able to generate a profit. Those people still are not going to be able to come to work. Those in arena workers. There's no point of having them day of in the game mm-hmm. itself. I mean, we're at the point where you're playing and. Uh, late March, early April, when I guess half the league is largely playing inconsequential games. What's the point? The NBA mm-hmm. playoff picture, the playoff picture itself, largely with the exception of the eighth seed in the West, 15 right. of the 16 spots right now, that's probably set. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, I think that's something that often gets uh, lost with a lot of this is that really for the first time in a, in a long time, a lot of the stuff in terms of postseason fate, things like that, was largely decided about a month before the season even right. ended. And I think probably, again, you know, this is second, third down the line of uh, importance in the grand scheme of things. Of course, say this with a, you know, relatively speaking to the conversation, but I would not, you know, I'm not in any of these, you know, board of governors calls or things like that. But I have to imagine, knowing that a lot of this stuff that's set in stone, if they are to come back beyond the 30 days or closer to that, and they can jump right into the playoff picture, uh, that mm-hmm. probably that probably eased things a little bit for them, knowing that you're not, you know, what what are we really messing up here? Yeah, it'd be cool to get Zion into uh, into the postseason for a first round right. against LeBron, but are we honestly going to jeopardize? money are we going to jeopardize the health of our players for right you know four games for four games we're not going to do that we're not going to do right. that at all and 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 yeah. i i think silver made the right call silver definitely made the right call it's a bummer but it's the right call right and and you um it was a bummer as you mentioned that's a great way to say it but you know it needed to be done because you're looking at the overall impact yeah we're focusing on the players right now because you know you got gobert on the spotlight and then mitchell and then who knows who else is going to be revealed later on the line if anybody any other player is impacted by the virus and you look at um the san antonio and you're saying okay well you know the at&t center you know that's as i've been saying it's just a big petri dish you know what if, what if a fan has it what if a player has it what if a staff member or a concession stand uh employee has it and, you know that touching food and you're bumping into each other that i think uh-huh. the bigger picture uh see and you got to remember this too casey and those who are listening um, this is entertainment you know, this is, it's mm-hmm. not life and death. NBA is entertainment and it's a business right. and they're the business of entertaining uh, via their players and, and through a game. So when you do a kind of a cost pros and cons analysis, you're saying, okay, entertainment, maybe some lost dollars versus the lives of fans and staff and players. Yeah. So for you, you made the right decision. Casey, your thoughts. No, uh, you hit it right on the head. You hit it right, right on the mm-hmm. head. This is the, only, this is the only thing Adam Silver could do and you know and and you know typical nba fashion got to give silver mm-hmm. credit he's the one who's always 
you know, thinking one step ahead with a lot of these things. And he's the one <laughs> I feel like always this is the case. Mm-hmm. He, he, and the, he and the league and may, you know, make that call. They, they're the first of the bunch to make that call. And, um, you know, and, and I'm firmly of the belief that Adam Silver is the best commissioner of all the four major sports, not necessarily for this particular call, because I do feel right. like this was a no-brainer, but, the, you know, just the decision to be proactive with a lot of these things and doing things exactly like that. And then you look at, as a result, the rest of the weekend played out with no NCAA tournaments and essentially all college sports, you know, canceled mm-hmm. through the entire uh, 2020 academic year. Yeah, and uh, Spurs uh, Sports Entertainment CEO uh, R.C. Buford, uh, he released a, a statement uh, yesterday, um, and in a nutshell, he's just saying whatever all the other teams are saying, that they support the NBA's decision to suspend the season. So you know Spurs Sports Entertainment, they're on board, as almost all other NBA teams. Um, so yeah, you know, the fallout still continues. Um, it's ever-changing. It's, it's you know, can change from one day to the next. I mean, by the time this show goes up, Casey, you know, it could be revealed that the NBA season is going to start up in this weekend. You know, you just don't know. And as uh, the knowledge gets, uh, you know, gets in and they start looking at at what could be impacted and the losses and this and that, et cetera, et cetera. You know, you just don't know what is going to happen. But Casey, if you had to, um, you know, put a, put a, I guess, I guess, let me rephrase this. How would you, what do you think will happen? Uh, would you think they'll come back sooner than later, or do you think the NBA is going to take their time? I don't think we're going to see basketball the rest of the year. I really wow. don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think we're going to see basketball the rest of the season, or at least I, I think that thirty-day timeline is very much is very much ambitious. Mind you, if you ask me this two weeks from now, and not less than twenty-four hours from the decision, when there's so much, you know hysteria and negative energy around that after things cool down okay mm-hmm. that might be a different conversation but just the right. way this thing has been trending just you know downwards 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 things not necessarily a sign that they're getting better anytime soon there's no real inclination that there will be basketball yeah mm-hmm. i mean how do we know how do we know 30 days is going to be anything close to it so 30 days right. from now what does that take you what does that take you to mid-april right. uh, i guess april 13th 14th are you going to jump right into the postseason then i think that would be the smart move if they do but that sounds like it would be the best case scenario and you have to keep in mind a lot of it too uh the, the decision making um with so much of this potentially pushing the regular season back and moving everything back well mm-hmm. how at a, at a certain point, assuming the Olympics do in fact happen as well, and I'm sure those will be altered in some capacity, do you still ha- have? Does that interfere with, uh, you know, to a certain degree with the Olympics in that regard? No, it won't. And you know, players in some fashion or another will kind of say that they're saying, "Well, we're not, we're, uh, you know." The sweet, the regular season's done, but mm-hmm. what, what now? Postseason's done. Are you telling me LeBron's going to jump right from a July NBA Finals, get a few weeks off, and then go right overseas? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. There's yeah. so many variable, variable, so many circumstances with all this that me, essentially, who's just you know taking a blind eye to it, educated guess, uh, just kind of like 95 percent of the people in this country. I don't know. I'm just kind of thinking of the logistics of all this. Right. And it, there's just so many. And then, but, it but is. that's my gut. 
time being, I just can't see how there's basketball until the fall. Yeah, uh, you're absolutely right. That is a possibility, and that's one of many possibilities. But it does bring out uh, some of the best in uh, in human beings. Uh, you look at Kevin Love. Uh, he um, yesterday announced that he's donated $100,000 to support arena staff uh, over there at Rocket Mortgage uh, during the oh, wow. uh, coronavirus uh, suspension. Yeah. So, hey, you know, kudos to him. Uh, you know, he's looking out at the bigger picture and the impact, not just the players, but it's also the employees and loss of money that these families depend on uh, every two weeks or weekly, however they get paid. Um, so there you go. There's the uh, quick summation on the impact of the NBA. But now it's time to shift now. And uh, when Casey and I get back, we're going to put in focus you, the Spurs fan, and how it's going to impact you moving forward. We're back, and I'm joined by Casey Vieira. He's a great friend of Lockdown Spurs, and he's formerly with Sports Tonight in San Antonio. Now, Casey, we uh, pretty much gave kind of overall thoughts on the impact on the NBA and a little bit of the sporting world. But now it's time to put in focus the Spurs fan. Obviously, there's no games, so there's nothing for them to see. But is there any type of lesson that Spurs fans can learn from this NBA uh, um, suspending its play? Uh, how do you see the impact on just the casual fan? That the playoff streak is still alive. <laughs> there, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. That's, that's, I know, that's the Spurs fans' biggest takeaway with all this, above all else. Um, but in, in all seriousness, uh, I think it's um, – you know, it, it's it's tough from the standpoint that Spurs, as we know, always been the biggest show in mm-hmm. town with it. And I think it's kind of a, for a lot of San Antonians, I think it's kind of a culture shock to just like mm-hmm. everybody else in our own respective city to see what happens uh, the way it does. But it's just kind of like everything else that's been going on, man, in terms of the actual sitting, viewing, minus the X's and O's standpoint of things or a pure sure. fan or spectator is, uh, that this is what it is. This is what we're about to face. In all likelihood, as we hate to say, it sounds sacrilegious, but I don't think we're seeing Fiesta this year neither. You know, yeah. I, I don't. I don't think we're. There's not going to be no nights and night. No, no Niosa this year. Right. So it's just kind of another one of those things along those lines where it feels like a gut punch that having all yeah. these things taken away from us, but ultimately a necessary gut punch, so, uh, so to speak. Right. You know, I, I see also this too. Yeah. Okay. So the NBA suspended the season and thus you know, the Spurs season, you know, will it come back? We don't know. Um, you know, hopefully it does, but even if it doesn't, and even uh, if it does come later, uh, the city of San Antonio only has the Spurs. That's it because the stars, they relocated and sold to Las Vegas. And then recently have the AA, the minor league hockey team, Rampage, they're on their way to Vegas too. You know, the Spurs Sports Entertainment sold them as well. So outside of that, you know, and then you had Fiesta that, in my opinion, should be canceled and might probably will be canceled by the time of this airing. The city of San Antonio is going to be left kind of almost twiddling their thumbs. And, you know, the the commanders, that was a flop. So there's not even football in San Antonio anymore because of the AF just being, you know, a big mess. So the, the fans are going to see what it's like to be living in the city without professional sports. Casey, your thoughts? Well, I, I think it's exactly that. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know if it's a, a better or worse thing living in a city, knowing that you have an NBA team that's not playing. I don't know if that's a, a, a something that's for better or 
something that's for worse with all this, but mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be, it's going to be different. It's, it's going to be different. You know, I, I know this 2020 San Antonio Spurs team is not the one that many have come to know and, and love of years past. And really for the first time in a long time, you know, the, the sizzle around the Spurs, not exactly was there, you know, mm-hmm. not exactly speaking, you know, the, the lineups of, you know, DeJounte Murray, the names of DeJounte Murray and Derek White, of course, don't have the same appeal as, as Timmy and Manu and Tony. And right. I think for the first time in a long time that, that there there was not that we know they're the only show in town, but there was kind right. of a, uh, all right, you know, it was Spurs, whatever, we're having a down year. So if anything, that's almost no pun intended. That's almost kind of a, a silver lining, the fact that the Spurs this year were far from a championship contender, let alone even in all likelihood, not even being in the playoffs altogether. So that probably mm-hmm. softens the blow instead of thinking that, hey, right now we're out there with a, a 50 plus win team on the verge of potentially trying to win a fifth or uh, a sixth championship during the, and, and you know, and however many, you, you, you know what I'm getting at. This right, I a, get a championship, you. Right, this is not a championship club that's going out there on the field. And there was already kind of a, you know, not the best feeling around this, this year's product. Uh, so right. I think that eases, that eases the pain, relatively speaking, of losing basketball uh, potentially for the rest of the year. And, hey, you know what? In all likelihood, basketball in San Antonio is going to be out the window in a month anyway. So, <laughs> what, what do you know? But, then, but, but hey, at least at that point, you could have drank away your sorrows at Fiesta, right? Now we don't even have that. Right, so, and, and uh, it, it's it, – I'm not too sure. You you probably have a better pulse on this, but did uh, the San Antonio Soccer League uh, team, did, did they get their season canceled? That's still – we don't know what's up with them. SAFFC, I believe. I'm not entirely sure, but I you know, okay. following suit of someone else. I can't. I can't imagine that this is going to. Uh, you know, they're not going to follow suit. We'll be seeing them anytime soon. Right. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, as a fan, um, you have to deal with, um, especially in San Antonio, life without a professional team. You know, I think the bigger lesson here is to just realize the big picture. And that, yeah, it sucks. There's not going to be any events going on in the AT&T Center as far as uh, basketball is concerned. But would you rather run the risk of taking yourself, your buddy, your, your wife, your kids, your husband, your partner to an NBA game knowing that the possibility of you getting sick is heightened if the NBA didn't take this approach? So I think in this situation, Casey, Spurs fans got to, again, do pros and cons and yeah, I'd rather have my life intact and not getting sick and lose time out of work because I went to an NBA game. You, you're gonna, you get what I'm saying out here, Casey? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and you know, that's really, that's really what it comes down to. We're about to enter unprecedented times beyond this country and in this entire world where we're almost all become going to become introverts and essentially locked locked into our own houses <laughs> almost for the next. And, you know, two, three months, however long it, you know, it, it, it may be, it's, it, it goes beyond the basketball fan of this too, right? It's, it's just going right. to be strange. Just going to yeah, be strange. Yeah, it really is. You know, and I'm pretty sure, you know, um, you know, as far as those season ticket holders, they're likely to get some sort of refund or maybe compensated in some way. I don't know. Maybe they might do a rate, uh, you know, rain check kind of thing. You know, we'll get, we'll get back to you when the season resumes. So there'll be that to deal with. There's obviously then just, 
Um, see, if they do come back, the Spurs fans have to realize that, A, you know, okay, the Spurs are coming back to possibly not make it the postseason um, with a still a, uh, at least a, a shot at it mathematically. And then here's this too, the rust. You know, Spurs fans may see a team that's very, very rusty and came at the worst time because you saw DeJounte Murray starting to find his groove. He was seeing an uptick in play. You saw Kelvin Johnson showing what he can do on that court. So even if the NBA does come back and slash the Spurs, there may still be an adjustment period for the team to get back into that groove. And Spurs fans may see an L start rack up and racking up again. And then it's, Oh, here we go. No eight seed, no playoffs. That uh, playoff streak is ending us, uh, you know, as of, as you know, with the NBA returning. Uh, so Casey, there's also just the product itself. This fans are going to have to realize that if it does come back, the product on the court may be a little off. And honestly, you talking out loud and, and, and just kind of noting all those things might yeah. be more the reason that if basketball does come back, we might jump right strictly into the postseason. Because yeah. what do you, for the most part, what do you, these teams have to gain? It's the ones that are not in the playoff picture have to gain out of this. Uh, looking at their players after a month off worth of rest, just trying to, you know, essentially out of, you know, out of game activity and mm-hmm. everything along those lines, what do you have to gain? Because every player that steps out there on, on the on the floor for the first time, assuming it does last the 30 days or just the, the, the good side of things, it does in fact last only 30 days, you know, there's going to mm-hmm. be rust. You know, there's going to be rust at that point for the first two weeks. So yeah, you almost have to take those first few games with a grain of salt. So what's the point? It's kind of like it's kind of like what what's what's the point and and uh, the part might be part of the reason we do see potentially right into the playoff picture. But as it pertains to the Spurs more directly, I think that's kind of one of the more I guess frustrating things mm-hmm. with all this. Yeah, you know, as it pertains, of course, to the basketball side of things, because I think for the first time in really a long time. I, as it pertains to this season, I think the fans were, you, you had, you had the last dying few that were saying, you know, we need to fight for the, we need to yeah. fight for the eight, keep the streak alive, keep the, keep the streak alive. Just from honestly a pure ego standpoint, what else are you boasting about that? But yeah. now I think just about every Spurs fan was kind of set on the idea that, okay, we're not in the playoffs. Let's get right. Dominic on the floor. Let's see, let's see Lonnie Walker for 30 plus minutes a night. Let's see Derek White, or excuse me, uh, Dejounte Murray try to continue mm-hmm. to evolve a jump shot, right? And I think that that Spurs fans, knowing that this team was not going to be in the postseason this year, barring something crazy, they were looking forward to. They were eager to see yeah. a little bit, and I think it was kind of a perspective thing, you know. And then perspective and reality was starting to sink in that hey, you know, this is is going to be the beginning of something a, a, a little bit different. So let's get comfortable. It, the, the rebuild starts now. We right. might not be in the. We might not. We know we're not going to be in the postseason this year. We know we're not going to be in all likelihood in the postseason next year. Presently mm-hmm. constructed and young. Right. So get comfortable. Let's start it now. I think fans were kind of warming up to that idea a little bit, but of course now that will not happen for the time being, and we just kind of wonder, you know, what 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 is what are things going to actually look like come the fall? Yeah. On many yeah. And and those that were anticipating maybe seeing uh, Popovich and possibly we don't know you know Derek White and Lamarcus Aldridge and you know Demar Derozan considering you know 
that he may or may not be a spur, but you know, the Olympics, you know, there was training camp this coming summer in Las Vegas. Don't know if that's going to be canceled. Um, is, the, is there a possibility that the Olympics uh, could be postponed or canceled? Yeah, that's a real possibility because of this uh, pan- pandemic that's occurring right now. So even the possibility that just basketball in that form is uh, on the line right now. Obviously, it's way too early to see what's going to happen with the Olympics. But at the rate that this thing is going, that is a reality that Spurs fans have to deal with. That it could be, you know, basketballists, not only just in San Antonio, but across the world as uh, the league uh, and other sporting leagues uh, struggles to do with this. But I mean, I don't think it's really that much of a struggle considering health comes first, not the entertainment. All right. When we get back, Casey and I are going to continue our chat about the uh, NBA spending the season amid the coronavirus outbreak. We're back, and I'm joined by Casey Vieira. He's a good friend of Lockdown Spurs. He is formerly with Sports Tonight in San Antonio, and he is relaxing on the beach, I hear. Is that true, Casey? <laughs> nice, little, <laughs> nice little trip to, uh, to the four-day area. That's good. Honestly, we needed, uh, needed to catch our breath a little bit this, this, this week that's been week or not even week it's 48 hours it's right 40 months made me feel like i've aged 48 years yeah and it's been just non-stop news and i know we're focusing on the nba and san antonio spurs but um as mentioned earlier in the show you know you had mls suspending the play you know mlb is suspending play um so um it's gonna be a while before the, the sports world get um, a handle on this situation. And you, you were taking it back to San Antonio, um, you know, Marco Bellinelli, you know, he, Italy, you know, that's almost like the whole country shut down. And if you go on his social media, he's posting posts on how to take care of yourself in, uh, in this climate right now, uh, living with the coronavirus uh, running rampant right now. So he's taking efforts in that department to educate those that visit his social media page. So you're seeing a lot of the players right now step up, Casey. Are you are you a Walking Dead guy? Yes, I am. The show walk. You are. Mm-hmm. You no, know, I, I was thinking about this the other day. Who would have thought uh, the the Walking Dead guys? They they AMC. They put millions and millions of dollars to determine that to come up with this crazy idea as to why this would be the mass pandemic people will die and ultimately come back to life crazy thoughts into that idea and little did we know the global pandemic that's going to take the lives of millions and millions because nobody can wash their damn hands you know <laughs> the point that the yeah. point that it, it seems so remedial just saying that bellinelli is taking the right steps to to tell everyone to to be healthy and of course that's the important thing but it's just the idea of just knowing that Something so simple as that, or, or whatever we're being told, right. and who even that—that—that's that, a totally different conversation. But that all this started with something crazy like that. But um, you know, in all in all seriousness, the guys like Bellinelli, this, this hits them differently. Guys like right. Gobert, even even before him, and and all all of all of this happening, that hit him differently in France. Gallinari with OKC right. being an Italian as well. It, it, it hits these guys plenty differently. And I think now that it's hit the States, not necessarily to the level of uh, uh, Italy per se, you know, people are right. really putting this in perspective, certainly. 
It really is, though. It's um, it's quite a drastic change from the Spurs fighting for a playoff spot to no games whatsoever in the NBA. And so that is what it is. And we just have to wait this out to see what the next steps the NBA and the sporting world will do. Uh, Casey, tell everybody how they can follow you on social media. Uh, Casey Vieira, C-A-S-E-Y underscore Vieira, V like victory, I-E-R-A. Find me on Twitter. Yeah, I, I feel bad pulling you away from the beach and relaxing away from the coronavirus and open air and the ocean. I know. I did. I know. You know? I Sorry know. about that, man. Hey. <laughs> you know what? Only for you, man. You're lucky I like okay. you. Okay. You're lucky I like you. You're lucky I like you. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Casey. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. Speaking of the Spurs Zone, visit it. Uh, there's so much going on, even though the NBA slash Spurs season is suspended from how did the uh, young kids do that being the rookies in their final game in the G League before he got suspended. And by the way, Weatherspoon was pretty much kicking butt. Uh, in that last game before the suspension. Go check it out at the Spurs Zone. And uh, speaking of the Spurs Zone, subscribe to it wherever you get your favorite podcast. We're always there. So for Casey Vieira, I am Jeff Garcia, and he and I, we're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked on Spurs. Mm-hmm.